0: Hello and welcome to Something To Do With Art with me, Robert Goode. In this episode, I meet up with art instructor Jane Goode. Jane is a qualified Bob Ross instructor, teaching others to paint using the techniques developed by Bob Ross for his television show, The Joy of Painting. Bob Ross died in 1995, but he remains hugely popular. His trademark 30-minute demonstrations of mountain scenes and log cabins are delivered with a calm, positive and reassuring manner that many people use to combat stress and anxiety. So I want to find out how Jane became a Bob Ross instructor and how the Bob Ross approach to art compares to more experimental art forms. Our conversation takes place at Jane's Garden Studio in Leicestershire, and you can find out more about Jane's classes at paintwithjane.co.uk. So join me for this edition of Something To Do With Art, and let's see where today's conversation might take us. This week I'm in the Leicestershire countryside to meet artist Jane Good, who is an accredited Bob Ross instructor. Hello, Jane. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Thanks for coming. Well, I'm really excited to catch up with you because uh, I'm really interested about the whole Bob Ross phenomenon. We can unpack that a little bit more Mm -hmm. and also about the whole idea of art and creativity in that context. So lots to talk about. Yeah. But first, I was going to say, I should maybe say for my listeners, technically, we're not related as far as we know, are we? No,
1: we don't think so. We no. don't,
0: because there aren't so many goods without an E. I don't come no. across too many.
1: No, there aren't.
0: And, and uh, is your family artistic as well?
1: Not particularly. I suppose creative in lots of different ways, because there's lots of ways of being creative. Yeah. Um, but no, not really.
0: My dad paints watercolours, and, and, and his dad as well.
1: Oh, right, well. Uh, and his
0: brother, so so there's a little bit a little bit there on the good side of, yeah. of the tree. And uh, did, how have you found having the surname good? Because. Sometimes Well, you know... it's
1: good without an E. Always. You don't yes. say you don't say Jane good, you say good without an E. And I always say Jane with a Y. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jane with okay. a Y, good without an E. But it's okay. And I you know, people go, Are you? And I'll go, Yes, I'm very good. It's...
0: Well the thing is because with the whole Bob Ross thing, is that this kind of this world of everything's wonderful and happy painting and so on, and I kind of wondered if it all folded oh, into that this. That would be
1: a nice thought. Some people call me joy. Oh, well, there you go. Because The Joy of Painting was Bob Ross's programme and they think my name is Joy. And I just let them think that. That's fine.
0: But the bubble was slightly burst when you replied to one of my emails and you said, oh, by the way, do you edit them or else yes. I'll, I'll have to remember not to swear.
1: Oh, really? Did I say that? Oh, I might have done. Yes. Well, you know, you don't want to offend, do you? No, you
0: don't. No. But I had this vision of you painted in my mind <laughs> oh, as a result of your surname. You let nice <laughs> down. But the oh, truth will out. Yeah. Okay, so, well, maybe uh, I should begin by saying, uh, so how we met, or, but we haven't met. No, so we haven't. So I met. heard you on Radio 4 earlier this year at the start of lockdown, roughly, and the, what was the programme about? Was it anxiety?
1: It was really about creativity and anxiety but the how people adapt to anxiety and how they can get through it using different forms of sort of therapy. and the production company sort of had come across Bob Ross and had heard that people will go to sleep listening to Bob and the sound of his voice and the calmness of it. So there was a lot about students and university students um, coping because in universities Bob's big. Really, it's big in universities. They have like twenty-four hour, you know, watching of Bob, and uh, and everybody stays up to watch and listen to Bob. And and people do use lots of things now, don't they, to to try and deal with life and how it's so complicated. And currently, it's very complicated. But uh, but yeah, Bob's out there.
0: Can you say a little bit about? Who he is or rather was and um, why he's so popular.
1: Uh, Bob was an American who was an ex-army chap and he loved to paint and he was a traditional oil painter and he was um, stationed in Alaska and spent a lot of time looking at the mountains and the snow and all of that and he was brought up in Florida so he'd never seen snow and mountains so he just fell in love with it or wanted to paint it. So he did some painting uh, while he was out there on his sort of leave and time off and everything. And when he came back, he found Bill Alexander, was a German man who used to teach wet on wet oils. And he went on courses with him. He trained with him. And and then eventually Bob went off on his own and became, well, America's public artist, really. he became, He was travelling around the American states showing people how to paint in big shopping arcades and stuff. And the, is it the PBS, public broadcasting people, found him, put him on the telly. And he never looked back, really. So he was daily on the television, and uh, people loved him, loved to watch him. Apparently,
0: so he's he's. Uh, they call him the the Godfather of ASMR, which is this very softly spoken, autonomous sensory meridian response, <laughs> which is basically whispering into the camera, isn't it? Yes. Which is at the heart of that kind of really reassuring mesmerizing steady delivery that he made his own didn't he But he
1: was that was how he was but this sort of very calm way of speaking just sends people off into a really comfortable sleep and i've got friends who have had a lot of problems with pain in their lives with different illnesses and it's changed their life and they've got an ipad there and they listen to bob and they go to sleep to the sound of bob and it's helped them. It's quite um,
0: incredible, isn't it? It is. And because it is totally relaxing, it's totally absorbing. But also, the the funny thing is that from a point of view of creativity, it's when I think you enter that feeling of calmness that actually you can access your creative state, can't you? And that's yeah. when you're in tune with whatever it is that then you want yeah, to...
1: it should flow. ...produce. Okay. Yeah.
0: Definitely. To close off, I suppose, in a way, the the Bob Ross, the person. Phenomena. Bob Ross, the phenomenon, sorry, excuse (laughs) me. Because there is this, so there's very little that's known about him, but what little there is, is by his own admission, when he was in the army, and he was a bit of a tyrant. And that's such a strange, and I thought about this a lot, because is it like the yin and the yang? that You know, he was this, this figure who was really quite disciplinarian, and he renounced that all as it were and and took up the painting
1: I think it was more that that was just his role his job you know Uh, uh. he he was he he was some sort of sergeant and so he was quite sort of he always had people to order around I suppose and I always think about you know those films where they've got the, the soldiers going one two three four one two and all that and I always think Maybe that was him. But whoever does that job has to do it, whether it's their natural inclination or not, don't they? And I just think, no, when he he finished work, he'd go off and walk in the forest and chill and be the the same person. I think he just found his niche and, and was happy and wanted to spread the word. So
0: how did you come to hear about him, and how did you get from A to B, as it were?
1: Well, I've been a civil servant since I was 16, And not particularly happy in my work, but it's a job pays my mortgage. And um, I was coming up to a big birthday, and I won't say which one, Robert, but it was a I wouldn't dream of asking quite a big birthday. And my brother paid for me to go on a painting workshop because it was I was I've always been interested in painting, so I got in touch with a, a local store that said they had painting workshops, and they said they'd got a wet on wet class on that weekend. So I thought it was going to be wet on wet watercolours because that's what I did. So I went along and I thought, mm, this doesn't look like a watercolour class. And there was easels and canvases and stuff. And I said to this lady, I said, well, I don't know if I've come to the wrong room. I'm after the wet on wet class. And she goes, Bob Ross, wet on wet. So I said, oh, I said, well, when does he come? And she said, he's dead. <laughs> and I said, oh, <laughs> that's very strange and uh, so she said oh you'll love it it's oil painting and i said oh don't think i will and um, but anyway it was paid for my brother had treated me so um i stayed i couldn't believe it could not believe what i could do in the day painting with a 2 inch brush palette knife i'd never picked up before and i was i was sold on it so i was signed up for the next class went down into the shop bought everything that got bob ross's name on it Went home <laughs> had some more goes and that was my introduction to Bob Ross and, and and I thought, Hmm, there must be some money in it, I thought, honestly, you know, for her to come all this way. And so I looked into trying to find out how she became an instructor, and then it just happened to be that the American company was sending some instructors over that year, I was I found it, for the first time to train in this country. So it was like fate.
0: Oh, fantastic. Fate stepped in. Wow. And how long ago was that?
1: That was 18 years ago. Oh, wow. I don't look old enough, do I, No, you don't. No, no. you absolutely (laughs)
0: don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That That was 18 years ago. So I went on the training courses, which were spread out over a year.
0: Well, I wanted to ask you about how you become yes, a Bob Ross well, instructor.
1: well, it's, you know... Do they have initiation it's rights? It's <laughs> tough. It was really intensive, but it was it became completely addictive then. And I wanted, out of the civil service, and to be a painting instructor. And so after, I think it was about after four years, I went part-time at work, and then eventually I gave up my real job
0: fantastic and this is it so now. this is your real job it now is. this is who you were meant to be it
1: is it is yeah
0: well that's incredible
1: I know I'm a starving artist officially
0: yeah <laughs> yes that's right you've made it <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> officially starving artist but you know I've, I have traveled all over the country I've tried not to say no
0: I think that's really important yes actually.
1: I think it's been a struggle sometimes thinking whether it's all going to work out or not but I've gone and done workshops wherever anybody has asked me to go. And I've met a lot of people that I'm really good friends with still. I've been involved quite a bit with the uh, Stroke Association. Particularly in the northwest, we've had uh, painting therapy workshops with the Stroke Association, and friends of mine, Maggie and Susan, have tried to get as much funds together, done all this fundraising to allow people who have recently been told that they've had a stroke that they can come on painting workshops and just to see how they get on, and it, and it's amazing what people can achieve if they're just shown how to do it. it makes them feel good. It benefits everybody, all their families. You know, when you're going through such a big thing, a change in your life like that, anything that's positive can help. But this has made a difference to a a number of people that I know um, personally. And I love it. I love being involved with the Stroke Association and uh, an art therapy is important.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, that's another facet to what art can be and, and the possibilities for art. So what would be the essence of the bob ross approach would you say
1: you're not expected to be like bob ross right you're you're taught the technique right and you're taught how to teach people and how to show people the ins and outs of what can happen happy little accidents how to put things right the beauty of oils and how forgiving they are and the fact that you can paint whatever you want you can paint bob's pictures that he's got uh, in his books and dvds and stuff but you can also create your own artwork with the technique so you are purely taught about the technique Right. There's an awful lot of talk about Bob during the classes and stuff because of people who've met him and people who've got stories to tell. But you don't have to sort of become this person who, you know, helps everybody and becomes this uh, bundle of joy.
0: But having said that, it would be a bit of a contradiction in terms to have a grumpy Bob yes, Ross instructor. but naturally,
1: you, because you're doing something that makes people happy you're happy and I worked somewhere for 20 odd years where I didn't come home with a big smile on my face but I could go home with a smile on my face now I love the fact of how much pleasure people get from it and I love the fact that it it moves on so somebody will go home with the picture they're thrilled with what they've done they perhaps think well next time I could do it a bit better or I'd have a bigger tree or something and the bravery test, some people don't do the bravery test, which is what Bob always talks about, putting a big tree at the front. Oh, can you can you, you can say can... a
0: little bit more about that? I haven't yes. come across that, the, bra- the bravery right. the test. The bravery
1: test is at the front of most of Bob's pictures. Uh, he, You think he's finished or when you've watched his programme and you think, what's he doing? Why isn't he finished? And he just puts this great big line through his picture and does a massive tree at the front of the painting. So he's saying to people what you what you can achieve if you want to. But, you know, some people are too scared to do it. They're so thrilled with their painting. At, say, three o'clock in the afternoon, they're going, oh, I could go home now, I'd be quite happy. And I'll go, but we've got the bravery test. And they'll go, oh, I don't think I want to do that, Jane. Uh, so I do it on my painting to show them. And then some people will do it. Some people will think, mm, no. And then they'll see somebody else do it and it looks okay, so they'll do it. But there are still people who don't put a big tree at the front which is fine but then the next time they come they'll say to me don't let me fail on the bravery test jane i need to do it and it's about people getting a lot out of it for themselves what they've done achieved but when they go home and people in their family or their acquaintances neighbors whoever will say to them wow can't believe it that's amazing well done didn't know you were artistic pleasure continues on. I love it. And we get biscuits, sometimes we have cake. Today it's just biscuits, I'm afraid.
0: Today it's... oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm going (laughs) then. Well, but it's so, it's more than just the art, or rather the art is that the whole positivity thing and the sense of possibility for what you can do is what's also bound up in what he was about and what you're yes. showing people. Yes. And indeed, you've done through moving from your job as a civil yes. servant to yes.
1: where you are now. Yes, Bob changed my life. That's what I say. Wow. Yes, Bob changed my life. He might not have been around, but he was. he's changed my life. But it, it is about just the joy. And some people uh, you know it's just a, you're just painting a picture Jane, you know get a grip. <laughs> but it's right that something that gives pleasure should be valued and and there's a lot of art out there where people are struggling to learn the technique. Bob gave you all the information. He didn't hide anything. didn't keep anything back. He told people exactly how to hold the brush, how much paint to put on it, the angle to put it on, how to prepare the canvas, all those parts of that technique. He gives everybody all the information. So this doesn't come down to, you know, that little secret bit that, oh, you know, we should give me that secret ingredient sort of thing. He tells you everything. And that's why it's so good.
0: And it, and it does unfold in front of you it in does. 23 yes. minutes or you, however i mean
1: you can't deny it, it, it it's, it's there. actually happening no, there's yeah. no
0: there's no cuts or edits no. or you know sometimes in books uh, you see you know figure three and then figure four and it's completely yes. different yes. something's happened yeah. in between uh-huh. and you think whoa hang on a second
1: yeah. i mean when i watch demonstrators whoever's painting demonstrations i love it it's such a pleasure isn't it it's a good thing oh, i could just watch it all day and I, but I could paint all day. It's just part of my life now. I do it for a hobby and I do it for my work.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Well, maybe that will be a good point at which to pause okay. and maybe have
1: a cup of tea. Go on then.
0: So we are back after a refreshing cup of tea for me, fizzy water for you.
1: And biscuits
0: and quality biscuits. Thank you very much. (laughs) Because it even says on your website, quality biscuits, doesn't it? Yes, it
1: does. It's been a it's a lifetime struggle trying to find the The, quality biscuits. The perfect.
0: Well, I think we I think we got it this time. Viennese. What are they? Milk chocolate fingers.
1: Yeah, Bolson. Are they very very nice?
0: I had two. Then that was the perfect. It's
1: a co-op shortbread. I can recommend as well.
0: Okay. So pleasure seems to be an important part <laughs> of the whole experience, doesn't it?
1: I think so. Yes, pleasure, relaxation, bit of chat and creating.
0: Yeah. My dad used to take us out doing watercolors and it was just for me it was a kind of a, a, a mentally very trying experience. <laughs> yeah. We would yeah. spend maybe 40 minutes touring the countryside looking first of all for the perfect spot yeah. uh, and we'd all get out of the car get the easel out and he'd say no I don't think there's a painting oh. here so we all get back in the car go somewhere. so we finally kind of set up <laughs> easel and you kind of get halfway through and and, and he would kind of look he said oh that's that's looking all right Robert or maybe it's not looking all right then he'd say don't muck it up, oh, you no, know. No. And so from that moment on, you know, you talked about the bravery test. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I was paralysed by the prospect
1: of doing
0: quotes the wrong thing. Mm. And and I think that's so interesting that the whole ethos is around possibility and potential, and
1: positivity,
0: yes. being positive. Well I wanted to ask you more about the whole idea of creativity because uh, for me there's a fascinating balance between on the one hand you talked about how a lot of uh, the people that you uh, teach have really creative ideas and take it in different directions and yet also on your website there's this lovely picture I think of maybe five people each showing a picture of a panda and and, you know they're, they're not identical pandas but they've all done a panda so in the kind of the kind of spectrum of creativity they've all ended up with the same thing or a similar thing and likewise with the whole Bob Ross thing you end up learning or doing or replicating what he's already done so I'm intrigued by where the creativity comes in yeah
1: we don't I don't stifle any creativity because I'm just giving people ideas and if they go home with something that's very similar to what I've painted and they're happy with that, that's good. But what it does is it makes them look at things differently then. So they'll say to me on the way home, they were looking at the clouds in the sky on the way home. They saw this tree that would have looked really good in this painting and they're actually viewing the world in a different way because they've actually created something on a canvas or on paper, whatever and they've seen the possibilities and it sometimes takes a little while for people to become creative themselves and this just starts them off but people who have never picked a brush up which is the who people bob was aiming for need something to follow initially and then they'll get braver and they'll look at things differently and, and just the fact that people will ring me up and say to me oh you can't believe the sunset tonight it's just like a bob ross painting it's can we do a Bob Ross sunset next time Jane and I'll go I think we might <laughs> and it, it's it's just that's how it all works it isn't that we're stopping anybody being creative we're opening the so door it's, it's like
0: a gateway drug to the whole world of Absolutely. art and open your, open your eyes to yes, the and,
1: and it's amazing how people do see it see things differently and a lot of people go on to try other techniques, and it's it's lovely. So really, and I've had people who become Bob Ross instructors after coming on workshops with me.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. it's a,
1: it's all it's a win-win, Robert. It
0: certainly is. Well, can I share with you how what happened to me after my. Uh, scarred experience trying to paint watercolours with my dad because so I never really got watercolours at all no. and particularly with my dad bless him telling me you know in the nicest possible way not to muck it up so I kind of gave up art as soon as I can and I just thought it wasn't for me mm. and uh, it wasn't till I was about 18 or 19 and I went to stay with my uncle who also uh, paints and so on. And he said, oh, come out painting with me. And I said, no, I, I can't, I can't. He said, no, don't worry. I said, "But well, you don't understand, so he said no. <laughs> so he, we went out and it was totally different. So he got this board for me and it was acrylics rather than uh, watercolour, so a bit more forgiving. And he said, look, here you go, Robert. And he, and he got out a tube of green and I just had the, the, the board on my lap and he took the tube of green, <laughs> he took the, 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 the top, uh, off. top off and he went... <laughs> And he just squirted it straight onto the thing. And he got me a palette knife and he went... And he just kind of sploshed it right around. He said, right, there you go. That's your kind of your foreground. Off you go. And I thought, wow. And it was just in those... A, it was the kind of positive, you can do it. B, just do whatever you want. And C, see what happens. And it was exactly that. And it was just as you said. And after that, I went round... And I really, I was looking at the sky and at the trees. I was looking at everything with different eyes. eyes. Mm. And it is just so bizarre. Mm. That whole process, that whole experience of suddenly seeing things differently through the painting process Mm. has never left me. Mm. I know,
1: it is amazing. It's lovely.
0: So now moving on, really, I suppose, a lot of contemporary art, a lot of experimental art they don't really go in for things like beauty or happy little trees
1: (laughs) um,
0: because I think the thinking is that art should be challenging, art should be... You should have to
1: suffer for your art. Well, maybe,
0: I don't know, not suffer. I think maybe that it is a vehicle for a lot of people to express their emotions or the difficulties of life.
1: So if there's suffering in the world then you should be able to show it in art. But if you have that, you should then also have the other side of it. And that's the side I'm on.
0: Yes, I think I probably didn't articulate the case for the prosecution as succinctly as I might have done. I think the argument goes that there's a lot wrong with the world. And if we make happy art, we're lulling people into accepting the world as it is instead of challenging it and so it's it's almost like a political statement and so we need to give voice to what's wrong so that people are motivated to change whereas if we lull them into a sense of security then actually change doesn't happen.
1: Well I, I might say that there's enough information out there on the news and the internet in the negative side and i don't think it really has to be explained in art in my opinion art is for enjoying and that's just that's to what i think i mean obviously nobody's going to agree with me but you know well, that's uh, what i think and and i can't see any point in trying to you know life's hard anyway isn't it for most people in some way so if you can find something that gives pleasure I don't think it has to show the other side as well.
0: Well, self-evidently, a lot of people do agree with you. I mean, you are you know, it's, it's extremely popular. And I think there is a lot of theory around uh, uh, art, um, but it's not to say that the theory is correct, but a lot of people do talk about the different, different aspects well, of I'm it. I'm sure
1: there's books and all sorts of things well, explaining there, there, it all. There
0: is. I mean, so, OK, how would you describe the style? I mean, it might be described as... Sentimental? Would you say that, or
1: um, I think it, it's it's very chocolate boxy. Mm-hmm. That's how I always describe it. That's a good and, word. And I think you can you can tell. You know, some people call it twee, whatever that means. It's a bit twee, Jane. I mean, how do you art respond to doesn't that? Doesn't have to be everybody's taste, though, no, does it? No. I mean, live and let live. I'm at whatever. If you want a piece, you want a piece of art that's a red square with a black dot on it. Fine. I wouldn't want it in my house I mean I'm not going to get rich selling my paintings <laughs> I know that but I'm have... here to to teach rather than sell my work
0: and I was going to say do you have a separate Jane Good style or your own
1: well style, I'm thinking say? I might have to I'm
0: uh-huh. thinking
1: that I might have to do that to so something have a separate a separate part of my art world where I am trying to sell paintings of some value um, just to make sure that my income stays where I need it to be.
0: And how might that be different or do you have other artists that are inspirational to you?
1: Yes, I, I love the sea and so seascapes and beach scenes and stuff like that, are what I would tend to do if I was just having a bit of a dabble myself for, for a few hours, it's so do you somewhere.
0: do you feel you've got a particular uh, artistic message or vision of your own that you want to no. get out? No,
1: it would be for money. <laughs> <laughs> it would be purely for money. <laughs> well,
0: that's admirably honest.
1: <laughs> no, it, it isn't. I mean, I, I know that I could express myself in whatever way I wanted with whatever... No, no, I haven't really got anything like that. No, there's nothing. There's nothing hidden inside me. I am what I am, really.
0: Well, it comes across loud and clear that the ambience of your workshops and the painting days that you run are all about all the things that we've already talked about, and that's clearly what you're bringing to the party, as it were. Yes, pleasure. The- Pleasure. pleasure, pleasure, the pleasure principle. Yes, absolutely. Because I will, I will mention this. I feel bad about mentioning it because <laughs> because it fit, fe- because it, <laughs> so, okay. I should remove the biscuits. I know, it's, it's too late. I've eaten the biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be marched off the premises. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts about the word kitsch in relation to Bob Ross? Oh, gosh.
1: I don't think I've ever said kitsch. I've now, though. And it, but it probably is kitsch, in what my understanding of kitsch is. What's your understanding of kitsch? Well, I was
0: about to read you the Wikipedia definition of kitsch. Let's let's see where, where it's...
1: Go on, there because I might not like Wikipedia.
0: I think you'll be OK with it. <laughs> kitsch is art or other objects that, generally speaking, appeal to popular rather than high art tastes. Kitsch art is closely associated with sentimental art. Kitsch may often contain palatable, pleasant and romantic themes and visuals that few would find disagreeable, shocking or otherwise objectionable. It generally attempts to appeal to the human condition and its natural standards of beauty on a superficial level. It may also be quaint or quirky without being controversial.
1: Well, I think it is Bob, really. That's
0: not too bad, is it? No,
1: no, yeah. I think it is Bob. I mean, yeah. I think and Bob has this sort of image in some areas where people laugh at him, uh, at laugh at what he does, because he's different, isn't he? But I don't think there's any harm in it. I'd go for kitsch.
0: Okay, the next paragraph, I think you'll approve of this as well. So this is the same article. To brand visual art as kitsch is generally, but not exclusively, pejorative. as it impli- what? Pejorative, i.e. I. Um, a negative.
1: Right, OK.
0: Uh, that's a negative quality right, okay. that you don't want to have. As it implies that the work in question is gaudy, or that it serves a solely ornamental and decorative purpose, rather than amounting to a work of what may be seen as true artistic merit. However, art-deemed kitsch may be enjoyed in an entirely positive and sincere manner. So I think that's a fair appraisal, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: We'd go with that then. Okay, okay. Wikipedia. We're,
0: okay, now have you come across... So I do a little bit of research for my okay. my podcast. Have you come across Bob Ross and the Joy of Sex? <gasps> No. Would you like to hear no. a little bit more? No. We can edit it out if, 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 we, if we decide this is not fit for... Okay. It's not... I don't think it's... I, you, I, I think you might be persuadable on this one as well. We'll see. Okay. This is actually from an article by somebody called Julia Friedman, and the article is called Happy Trees and Culture Death. So she basically thought there was... That he was see,
1: because that said culture death, I wouldn't have read that
0: well i couldn't find too many articles okay here we go
1: i've noted julia friedman's name though oh right yeah
0: (laughs) Why? what are you gonna do have a have a twitter wars afterwards okay bob ross capitalized on the implied relationship with the hugely popular joy of sex by subtly sexualizing his on-camera behavior the black velvet backdrop was perfect creating a sensation of intimacy and went well with the host's distinctively soothing boudoir voice. Ross actually said that in teaching painting on TV he pretended to be talking to a woman in bed.
1: Yes I have heard that. Oh okay. But I think it's somebody's made it up. Right. I think I've heard it. Right
0: okay. Then there was the trademark perm hairdo which, together with a scruffy beard, made Ross a doppelganger of the male model in the first edition of The Joy of Sex. Oh. (laughs) I should say for anybody who's not seen The Joy of Sex or doesn't not know about it, I think, as far as I'm aware, my sources tell me that this was a very popular 70s manual uh, on the art of how-to, and there were line drawings, and the male uh, of the two had a very Bob Ross-style large hair and beard. Okay, here we go. you ready to carry on a bit more? Yeah. This is sacrilege. I feel as though I'm desecrating. (laughs) (laughs) Even his beating of the mighty brush on the easel might have less to do with getting rid of excess pigment than with an unapologetic display of virility. The sexual signals throughout the show might have been subliminal, but they were unmistakable. There you go.
1: Right. I think she might have issues. (laughs) I think she's definitely got issues herself. But you can look at that at anything, couldn't you, and sort of try to make that uh, fit. Not in my experience, Robert. We have pleasure in here, but not that sort.
0: (laughs) Okay. There's actually relatively little about Bob Ross online. He
1: was very private... There's a lot goes on uh, on the anniversary of his death. There's a lot goes on on his birthdays, but they're all fans of Bob Ross, you know. And um, there's a
0: Bob Ross appreciation society. Oh, there's
1: loads of Bob Ross appreciation societies on Facebook. There's about six different groups.
0: Oh, really? That,
1: that are there talking about him, or, and they'll put your photographs of of the graveside and what painting they've left him. Wow, and stuff like that. And are
0: they all different flavours? Do they all argue with each other? Are they the no, kind of, do they... no,
1: they all are they are all Bob Ross fans.
0: I was looking on YouTube at some of the uh, comments underneath the uh, videos of his work and Time and again, people are saying how amazing it is that all the comments seem to be so positive. They're, they're almost uniformly positive and I'm sure they're not Isn't moderated. It a that
1: he's not here now? Because it is. It makes you think of what he would have achieved by this time. I mean, and he would have traveled the world. He would have come here. He would have come to the UK for something. He might have been painting little old houses in the Cotswolds. You know, you just don't know what he would have achieved and the difference he would have made to people because of look at the difference he's made in in the years he's not been here it's incredible really you know
0: and what would you you would have loved to have met him oh
1: yeah i would have loved to have met him yeah but he's still changed my life even though he—it's <laughs> no longer here
0: and what would you like to say to him
1: thanks bob <laughs> i mean he's he has seriously changed my life and I think it's amazing and he's changing other people's lives every day people are finding him and just giving people a nice experience
0: well what a perfect way to finish thank you so much for this conversation it's been really a pleasure
1: thank you thanks for coming
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Something To Do With Art. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback via social media and check out the podcast notes for links and further information. That's it for this episode. Many thanks to the very wonderful Beric Livingston for the music, Danielle Blyde for logo design, and to everyone who has taken part and helped me with this project. I hope to catch up with you again soon.